By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Hey, this is Lauren from the Beard Owl Podcast, and you are listening to 20 Tim Minutes. Hey, yo. 20 Tim Minutes, episode 38, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Mental Health Podcast focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories, roughly in about 20 minutes on Tuesdays. Thursdays, you can catch interviews with me with a wide variety of guests that we talk about the same topic of mental health. And I ask them awkward questions and they laugh and it's great. Thank you for that introduction by Lauren with the Beard Al podcast. Yes, the Beard Al podcast. You know Weird Al? Yeah. Do you like beers? Yeah. That's the one to check out. Uh, They're a brother and sister. Discuss Beer and Weird Al's catalog. Beer by beer and song by song. Couple millennials. Being nostalgic. I still love. Well, I still love Weird Al. I used. To, I remember listening to his CDs a lot when I was a kid, and it was like my brother's CDs. Like instead of like I'm bad, it was I'm fat. When he did the uh, Michael Jackson songs, they were my favorite. Then he did uh, Gangsta's Paradise. What was that one called? Yeah, he dubbed uh, Amish Paradise. That was a that's classic. I know I heard this before. People need to do a uh, the people that Weird Al covered. They need to make a cover album a cover album of all the songs that got parodied. So they would do Weird Al songs of their songs. They got to do that, right? It's one of those things they're probably going to wait too late until he like passes away and they do like the VH1 behind the music and they're like, yeah, we hate it. I think Michael Jackson hated that shit, um, which kind of makes sense. But shout out to Lauren with uh, the Beard Al podcast. Go check them out on the uh, podcasting platforms. You can find it. I believe in everybody. If I have something going on, you can go find it. Like, go to 2010minutes.com. Subscribe to all my channels, social media, buy a shirt, buy a hat. I'll send you some stickers. If you want to chat, follow me on Instagram, Twitter. I'm all over the place. It's easy. 20 Tim Minutes with one M, not 20 TI Minutes. It's 20 Tim Minutes. This isn't about TI. I'm done talking about TI. It's over TI. Beef is squashed. Don't want to bring them up anymore. You call this show 20 TI Minutes, then we're not talking about it. All right? Next week, uh, not next week, this Thursday, I have Frank King, the mental health comedian. He's a stand-up comedian with like a thousand TED Talks. He was really funny, really good dude. I recorded this one a while ago, and I still haven't edited it for no apparent reason whatsoever, just the way they lined up with my dates. Um, But he was really fun. It was a really good interview, so you're going to look forward to that. A lot of laughs. He's a professional. He's been doing it for quite some time. He's had some stories. He's had his own personal stories with, with suicide, so it's very... Deep and dark, almost like the Joe Barksdale episode. So we definitely say some ruthless shit. Um, so please be prepared for that. Um, it's a 20-10 minutes episode, but turned up to uh, 21 instead of 20. That extra minute will get you. Uh, hopefully everyone had great a great time listening to John's Crazy Socks. John Cronin was the absolute best. I absolutely love that man. Him and his dad were just so inspiring and such great communication between them both. They just had like that chemistry that i love i love and like a father son and uh i was very happy for them and i hopefully you guys check them out and go buy them socks because they donate five percent to the special olympics but all right we are back this was an episode i did not think i was going to record um again i've been trying to tell you guys i've been positive i think last week like my episodes are legit the definition or definition of bipolar my definition of bipolar is pretty much i am uh happily angry at all times 
And uh, last week I was like, oh, I'm going to be positive, blah, blah, blah. The week before I was like, bah, we got to find happiness in life. So uh, had a rough go at it uh, this past week. Um, kind of uh, going to be getting reevaluated by my therapist, uh, talked to my doctor, kind of taking some personal time right now. Um, and I've been kind of off social media a little bit, not as uh, not as like detailed as I used to be, which uh, kind of is my downfall as it is, I feel like, is one of the negatives that I have about my my life is like too much being on like social media not like doing things but i am getting better at that getting out and getting things done even like today um i was like i'm gonna get up take a cold shower I haven't taken a shower yet um that's another thing i want to talk about the cold water therapy we'll get back to that um i was like i'm gonna get some stuff done i had some paperwork to do some emails to get back to and i kept on like taking these like lawn breaks for absolutely no reason then i like fell asleep then i realized when my doctor asked me if i was taking my um medication on time I was like, nah, I, I should take it from when I wake up and when I go to sleep. And then when I take my Adderall, I just take it in the morning as well. Sometimes I'll forget. Sometimes I'll double up by mistake. Um, and I'm at that point. I still, I put notifications on my phone. They'll go off and I'll just hit, no, I'm good. Too busy sleeping. And I uh, shouldn't be doing that. I really shouldn't be doing that. So I have to go back and talk with my actual primary care doctor, which is another annoying fucking thing with the the doctor's office and like the mental health industry or whatever. And I, I get it. Like COVID has really thrown a wrench in the gears with like, with, uh, I don't know, just like appointments or like their priorities on everything. And mental health was never a, a good one to uh, get solved right away anyway, if that even makes sense. But I, I, I couldn't even make an appointment with my own primary care doctor. And then when I'm going back to my reevaluation, he's not even going to be there. So I had a different doctor I met with, pretty much had to tell her the whole story. She had to talk to my therapist. And then I have to follow up in two weeks. And when I go back, it's not even that same doctor because she's busy too. I have to talk to a nurse practitioner. And I'm pretty pro-nurse practitioners. They're more uh, real with you, I feel like. And again, these doctors are great. I'm not bad-mouthing the doctors. They want to help me. But I think just the whole like, it just... It's just ridiculous, the whole thing of just trying to get help and just having to tell the same story to one person instead of telling it to every other doctor in the world. So that's frustrating as it is. You go to get help and the help is like, well, make sure you get here five minutes before the appointment starts. And you get there like, all right, we're backed up 45 minutes. I'm like, well, okay, I will I just, it's annoying. And I understand with the frustration with people that can't make it that far or give up and you just can't. And I just try to keep telling myself that because if I give up, I'm a loser and I don't want to be a loser. And my doctor gave me a pretty cool uh, thing about when I think of negative. She, she called it the think theory. And I'm probably not going to remember any of these because I wrote it down on a sticky note. But it's when you're feeling negative, you got to go to the think. So it's like T is going to be, is it true? H, is it honest? I, is it ingenuous? N, necessary? K, is it kind? If it's not any of those things, then it's too negative. So... I like the positivity outlook of that. Uh, I don't know. Is it hurtful? I think H was hurtful. But either way, I'm not doing a great job of this, as you can tell, per usual. Um, but yeah, I've just been, I just been like, just trying. And so today is like the happily angry episode. That's the name of the episode, if you haven't already read it. Um, but yeah, that's like my definition. Oh, you can be mad happy, son. Kid, mad happy. I don't know which one's better. Happily, yeah, no, mad happy is a lot easier. Way easier. Um, but I was on Instagram earlier and someone reposted this and it was kind of cool, but I always find it funny. It's like, there was one, it was, uh, I don't even know who posted it, but it said six common misconceptions about bipolar disorder. I don't know who it's made by. Does it have any links on it? So it's like some guy just made this up, 
when people are like, oh, uh, we uh, we asked 10 doctors and they said this is the six common misconceptions. It's like, I always picture people in lab coats doing this type of shit. It's like, how do they find it out? All they did was probably just Google it and got it from somebody else. But I always think people are in lab coats when they do that. Like nine out of 10 doctors, like trust this toothpaste. What is that 10th doctor not like about that toothpaste? I need to know. What is that doctor's name? Where is he? I want to talk to him. Why is that? Why is Crest not a 10 out of 10? And why didn't they just ask an 11th doctor to make it 10 out of 10? That's the type of stuff that keeps me up at night. Crest, toothpaste, mouthwash. I actually keep forgetting if mouthwash is supposed to go before or after you brush your teeth, but it's definitely after, which makes sense. So you can just do it before and after and just waste the whole bottle. I worked at CVS one time and this guy came in and bought a normal sized bottle of the CVS brand mouthwash, but it wasn't like the flavored kind. It was like the gross, like brown water kind. And he came back like 20 minutes later, stinking like it, buying another bottle. And at the time I was like 17, so I didn't really comprehend what the hell he was doing, but he's getting drunk off it. Cause he came in on a bike too. So he probably had a DUI, probably can't even go to a bar to buy anything. So he had to go to the mouthwash aisle at CVS, which was pretty sad. Hopefully uh, that guy is doing all right. Had good breath, but not probably living the best life. But back to the six common misconceptions about bipolar. Misconceptions are funny because like they can be true, right? I don't know the definition of misconceptions, but I feel like they could be true. So the six of them, and I'm going to bring them up um, and put my own spin on them because I feel like a lot of them I agree with, even though they're a misconception as a bipolar person. A view or opinion that is incorrect because based on faulty thinking or understanding. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... All right, number one, bipolar disorders is just mood swings. Eh, no, that one. It is a mood swing, but it's just not a mood swing in general. That's not it. Number two, people with bipolar switch abruptly between moods. Yeah, I do that. I don't know why that's a misconception because that will happen. Not for everybody. Again, this is like, this is just some fucking random six things that someone posts on Instagram with a, with a clip art on it. Like I could make this. I'm not hating on it because these probably are huge misconceptions, but everyone's fucking different. God damn it. This is why I stay off the internet. This is what, this is why I shouldn't be on the internet. Three, it's not possible to live a normal life with bipolar. What is normal? What is normal? So I think that's for everybody. No one's living a normal life. Bipolar is definitely throwing a wrench in the gears, making you a little bit extra, but yeah. Number four, bipolar can only be treated with medication. Um, yeah, that's a misconception. Actually, you know what? These are pretty good. Um, like the cold water therapy, like I wanted to take a, uh, this was like shock your system. And uh, I know I talked with Craig from Endurance Swimming about this before and I brought it up. Um, is like cold water therapy is like legit. Like taking like a 90 second shower in the morning of like cold water, like really like starts your day and like shocks the system. Like people that like, uh, like jump in the water and like wake up or get like a bucket spilled on them. And they just like, oh, I'm in a great mood now. It's so weird. No one likes getting wet. Remember when Tom Cruise got wet at that award show? Someone sprayed him with a camera. And hit him with it. And he was so upset. It was like a mom talking to a son. All scolded. That was funny. Number five. People with bipolar are dangerous and unpredictable. I wouldn't say I'm dangerous. Only when I'm feeling dangerous. But unpredictable. I feel like I am kind of unpredictable. With some of the things I say and do. So that's on the fence. And number six. People with bipolar shouldn't have children. I can't say that because I don't have children. I don't really want children. I don't want children. Because I don't want them to go through what I went through. So that's very scary. Um, but yeah, those, like, I get it. These are like, it's supposed to be positive and be like, hey, don't put people in a box, which I get, but eh, whatever. I don't even know why I brought this up, but you know what I'm saying. So um, 
Let's end with this. I'm going to talk about the time I was on the game show Match Game because it is the anniversary, August 9th, the day I recorded this. In 2018, I was on a game show called Match Game hosted by Alec Baldwin. And uh, celebrities on the panel were Jason Alexander, a.k.a. Uh, Costanza, Cheryl Underwood from The View, Fluffy, a.k.a. Gabriel Iglesias, Constance Zimmer, pro golfer Bubba Watson, and comedian Angela Johnson. Okay, I got in this game show, tried out for it. Got on, obviously, and uh, it was an experience. It was an absolute experience. They asked me what I would do with the money, and uh, I said I wanted to go on like a trip or pay off debt, and I uh, didn't do that. But they asked me to think of something different, so I said that we wanted to buy a pig, which I wanted to do and kind of still want to do, but that's what where uh, I went for. So if you're trying to get on a game show, everyone always asks me this. What you need to do is do your research of what game show you can be on. Go to like just Google, like casting calls on ABC, casting calls on Fox, whatever. Just look at all of them. Find out if you meet the requirements, obviously, and then turn yourself up to an 11. Like, be super extra. Be over the top. Like, hit your, like, positives. Like, use different words. Like, don't be like, oh, I'm cool and funny. It's like, no, I'm hilarious and ice cold, baby. Like, stuff like that. Like, you got to be a character. They're not going to put on any, like, schlub on TV, which I kind of got by and did. But I got picked for the show. I got to go out to New York. I drove out there by myself. They put me up in a hotel. Went to ABC Studios at like 5 in the morning with like 20 other motherfuckers trying to win some monies. And they put us in like different rooms and like they try to keep us away from one another. They fed us. Like I brought my own clothes to like try to be on TV and I, I kept trying them on. It was like, an, it's like a 90s montage when someone comes out with a dress and they're like, no, no. So then they end up getting their own clothes and dressed me up. So if you watch that episode, season three, episode 15, episode 15. You can just Google my name and type in match game. It'll come up. Um, so they put me in a shirt that's not even mine. And, but I look good. And they had me with a jacket and stuff. So there was a bunch of us, and they kept stressing that a lot of us weren't going to get picked. And I was stressing about that. I was one of the last people picked to record my episode. So I was, like, sweating. So the lady that recruited me, I was like, dude, I got nervous. You weren't going to pick me. She was like, come on. Got you here for a reason. They just had extra people there just in case uh, someone had to bow out or get sick so they have someone replaced. So imagine that. You, you think you're on a game show? You, there was a, like a stand-in for a minute, and they're like, no, you can go home. Like I watch people get sent home. Like just thanks for wasting your day. Here's a free meal you got that looked like it was from uh, Firefest. Um, but no, they treated us good. It was really fun. Um, it was an experience. It was an absolute experience. Um, so yeah, it was the last show. I was feeling good. I like, I'm going to win today. I kept doing that. I kept being like, I'm going to win. I, I heard some like signs. Um, I saw some signs. I had some like feelings about it. Then I went up there and it was just like nuts. I sat in this chair and the person, my handle or whatever, she was a fucking so awesome. She was like, you ready? I'm like, no. And I just started dying laughing. Then they just turned the chairs and I'm playing the game. So I'm into the game talking to Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is a fucking professional. All right. That guy looked me dead in the eye that I thought he was looking me in the back of the head. That guy was intimidating, but not in a bad way. Um, so, yeah, the first round, me and the girls scored 0-0. Uh, if you haven't watched the game, it's like a fill-in-the-blank game, and you use the celebrities' answers as uh, as points. So it would be like, Lazy Larry is so lazy. How lazy is he? Instead of a point, instead of a 5K, he ran a point 5K, and in the middle, he took a blank. So it's stuff like that. You would fill in the thing, and I said, take a nap. So five out of the six celebrities wrote out nap. So I'm like, holy shit. So then the other girl, she got her second question and she didn't get any points. So I won. And I was like, holy shit. I won like a grand right now. And I was so excited. I ran up. I'm standing next to Alec Baldwin. So the next level, I had to uh, match the top three answers. And it was uh, Michelle Blank. And if I got the top one, five, three, one, depending on what the what I answered. 
So I got to ask three celebrities or I can pick my own answer. So Michelle Blank, what would you put? In my head, I initially thought Michelle Pfeiffer, but then I was like, no, there's no way that's it. So I asked George Costanza, what do you got? He said, Michelle Obama. I go, that's 100% it, 100%. Knew that right away. So boom, Michelle Obama was my answer. Bottom answer, Michelle Williams. I don't know if they're talking about the actress or the girl from Destiny's Child. To this day, I don't know which one they're referring to. Second one, Michelle Pfeiffer. If I guessed Michelle Pfeiffer, I would have won three grand. Now, Michelle Obama hit, I'm jacked up. I was like, boom, fist pump, five grand in the bank already. Um, and they used that clip in an ad for the next season, which is so cool. I think that was like the coolest part that I got like used for an ad for my like part of the uh, episode, which was awesome. So then at the end, uh, I had to pick one celebrity and match them exactly to do five times 5,000, which if you know math, $25,000. And uh, he gave me blank code. What would you put for blank code? My initial thought was bro code. And I go, there's no way fucking George Costanza is thinking bro code, okay? Because um, they they tell you when if you're going to answer something, think of three answers so um, you don't like flub. So I'm like, all right, what could it be? What could it be? So... If you watch the episode, uh, I, I work in a job that deals um, with like emergency situations or whatever. So in my head, I'm like, you know what? He's probably thinking Morse code, even though I don't do Morse code, but it kind of lined up with like my job uh, at the time. And um, so I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, it's Morse code. Alec Baldwin did not like the answer. The crowd kind of winced. I'm like, what? come on, that's a good answer. Turn around, sure enough, fucking boom. Morse code. Yep, I still have the fucking tag thing that he signed it on. George Costanza signed the card that it said Morse code on it. So I'm going ape shit. I'm like, I just want 25 grand. High five in everybody. If you watch it, I shake Bubba Watson's hand and his thumb is so fucking long. It covers my whole hand and almost touches the bottom of his hand. Blew my mind. Didn't even know what happened at the time until I rewatched it. And uh, I signed an NDA, so I couldn't say if I won or not. And it was like a year after I recorded it. So people would be like, did you win? I'd be like, uh, uh, you gotta watch. And if they pinpointed me, I'd be like, no, nah, I didn't win, just uh, for the sake of that. So it was cool to watch people actually watch it and uh, see that I won. But yeah, I won the money. Uh, I wish I still had it. Uh, I'm not the best at uh, financing money, but I feel like talking about your own personal finances isn't uh, the coolest thing to do on here, which I'm not really going to get into. I use the money to take care of some things. Um, I just wish I was a little bit better with my money, where money is a big stress in my life, and it probably is for you too, so I understand. So even though I won a game show, I'm not living my best life just because I won some money. Um, money isn't everything, but if I had a lot of money, I would have a lot of better everything around my life, I feel like. Um, I think people just say that to make themselves feel better, like money doesn't buy happiness, but I would be a lot happier if I had some things paid off. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it was an experience. I'll never forget it. I had so much fun. I, I made sure to take it in. I I was just having so much fun. I knew I, I'll probably never get to do this again, um, especially on like a, a pretty like ABC like game show. Like I was a prime time game show. Like I'm going to be on the like, like game show network, like 40 years from now, you're gonna be sitting there like, holy shit, that's 20, 10 minutes. wonder what he's doing right now. And you're going to check up on me. I'm going to be like, still struggling to make a podcast famous. I'm like, all right, episode 9,523. Talk about the time that I, uh, what? Hopefully I make it that long. That'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't it? 20, 10 minutes just keeps on going, baby. Um, but yeah, check it out. Season three, episode four. 15 tim mccarthy versus i forget her name she was very sweet i loved hanging out with her and she had purple hair and uh it was cool 
And uh, a little, lot of things too, I kept putting my hands in my pockets and they're like, don't do that. And so I kept doing it. And they had this woman that was just around. She had like a utility belt buckle of a fanny pack with everything, like mints, like fucking lint brushes, everything. And so she super glued my jeans. I couldn't put my hands in my pockets because she super glued them. Also, another little tidbit they do. So I had brought like a V-neck. So I always wear an undershirt. They said, you have to wear one of ours. They put maxi pads underneath your arms so you don't sweat through the shirt. Pretty cool, huh? And I kept feeling like I was a jack, a blackjack dealer. I had my hands on the table like I was a blackjack dealer. I just felt really weird the whole time. But it was super fun. Uh, I'll never forget it. And um, I finally, I, I just, I wanted to share the story a little bit. I probably, there's probably a lot of details about where I was mentally at the time. Um, but again, like you're on cloud nine. And I think I was one of the only episodes that won uh, that day. It was kind of crazy. Um, just to be like a game show winner and win money. Um, be on TV, have people like talk. Like I'm so vain that I went on like Twitter and like saw what people were like saying about me and stuff, um, which is wicked funny. I like that. So like, I need to know like what people think of me, which is a fucking terrible negative thing that I care about, which not anymore. I don't really do that anymore, which is, uh, which is funny, but hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed that. I'll be posting more photos and videos about that. If you're interested or if you want to talk about it, shoot me a message, but Thank you for rocking with me on episode 38. Again, if you follow me on uh, social media, 2010 Minutes. If you go to my Buy Me A Coffee page, you can sign up for a subscription. I just did a live cut of this episode on my Instagram. There's a secret Instagram account I have. So if you buy the year, you get to watch me live and get some other little janks that come with it. Some janks. Um, but yeah, subscribe, like, YouTube, leaving comments, reviews always helps me out, gets me out there. Uh, share the podcast with somebody. Um, go give somebody a hug. Do something great. Um, but let me uh, end with this uh, music suggestion, Incubus, uh, Agoraphobia. It's a really good song. Agoraphobia is the fear of places and situations that might cause panic, helplessness, and embarrassment, which I totally feel sometimes. But got to get out of your comfort zone. Go outside. Fuck everybody. Fuck negativity. And then I'm going to start watching the show if you guys want to watch it with me and talk with me about it. It's on uh, Apple TV+. Plus. I-, I got it for free with buying my new iPhone. I would never buy it. Uh, I've been watching Ted Lasso a little bit. But Mr. Corman with uh, JGL, it kind of looks like my life, minus being a failed musician turned teacher. Uh, looks like he might have bipolar in the show. So I'm very interested to see how that goes. Um but yeah, thanks guys. I uh, appreciate you uh, listening with me. Uh, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Um, always am. So don't have to worry about me. Chumbawamba. Get knocked down. Get back up again. Am I right? Love you guys. And have a good one. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.